energy. So it's like, why would God care so much about human beings? You know, why would God put the onus and the emphasis on everything that we do and like our mundane lives? Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Dorm Room Ramblings. This is episode four. My name is Kim Davis Jr. I am the podcast editor of the star and this is Carly Coon and I'm a podcast contributor. And today we're going to talk about religion. Um, very heated topic. Very uh, contentious, if you will. I Controversial, mean. maybe. Because with religion, you're either uh, for it or against it or you're in it or, you know, it's it's just organized religion and everything. So, um, you know, I I had like thought about this topic because I think religion is just very interesting, like on its own, you know, like a bunch of people like unified by one idea. Mm -hmm. And there are many ways to interpret that idea and like people's own individual values, their values, like who they are their identities and like what they believe like is right and wrong all stems from that one thing for so many people and i think that's amazing um because it has had so many great things like i said like you know i told you the story about this woman who was addicted to cocaine she had a problem and then she said like she prayed and just asked god you know please take this away from me and then you know she said like her addiction was cured and you know she started to feel better um, and I think that's a great thing, but on the adverse side, you know, there have been wars waged over, mm -hmm. you know, my God doesn't believe this, your God doesn't believe that, you know, there have been deaths, execution. I mean, Jesus, for example, literally, um, you know, so I just think it's so amazing. What, what do you think about religion? Um, I personally don't, you know, conform to necessarily anything, mm -hmm. but I would say that I am spiritual. You know what I mean? I think if it is for that person, then it's for that person. And that's exactly how everything is supposed to be. So how would you define the difference between like spirituality and religion in your own? I think that a lot of religion has to do with, you know, organized systems, you know, whether it's the church or something. There's a lot of what goes into it. And for me personally, like in terms of my spirituality, I believe that there probably are higher powers, but I don't think it's my place to say who they are, what they do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'd rather just tune into the energy and just live my life how I feel like I should. Right. You know what I mean? And if, you know, that higher power is God, then it's God. Right. You know what I mean? But I don't ever want to be the one to make that distinction. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's fascinating because, like, that idea in itself has become way more popular than, I, I mean, I would argue than it's ever been, you mm -hmm. know, because I think now, and this is another thing that, like, fascinates me with religion is, like, the church in itself, right? And, like, it is a system and, like, people getting their values from, you know, this person on stage, man or woman, and, like, listening to them and, like, you know, internalizing what they say and, like, for many people, you know, they just go to church because they're like, oh, I want to feel good, you know, or I want to I want to be a good Christian or mm -hmm. whatever denomination or Abrahamic faith, whatever that you are. Right. 
Um, but I, I would say that one commonality in religion is like the meeting, the communal aspect, the connection. The, exactly. So mm-hmm. that's why I say just as a, as a general term in, and not just necessarily Christianity, Judaism, whatever. Um, but I think that that's fascinating because many people, including myself, have been like, oh, th- this is corrupt. You know, <laughs> like, like this isn't what you think it is, you know, like yeah. you're giving money and then like the pastor is driving a Porsche and there are people that are coming that like need stuff done to their houses. And not to say that all churches are bad or do this, but it's, it's there's enough to where you see a pattern and you can't mm-hmm. ignore it, you know. And, and like, you have history that right, backs that up. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think what is interesting, though, is that a lot of people our age are religious. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's slowly starting to change in how people, you know, express their faith what Mm -hmm. they do to show that they are faithful because i have plenty of friends who identify as christians but a lot of how they communicate to god is in private right they don't feel the need to go to church they feel like that their connection with god is their connection with god and they don't need to you know go out and show other people that they have that connection for it to be genuine right and i think that's something what like a lot of people struggle with it's hard to find a church that you feel meets all of your spiritual needs Mm -hmm. because it's, you know, I mean, there's churches for everything. Yeah. I mean, one white church is going to be completely different than a black church. You know, everyone expresses themselves differently. And I think a lot of people have decided that what they choose to do is just between them and God. Right. That's like how my best friend thinks. I mean, that's kind of how I think of it too. I mean, because when I think of like church, I think it's more, like you said, of community. I mean, I think that's completely what it is. Like I know of somebody who just like at this really religious camp and everyone was incredibly religious and like devout to God and you go on their Instagram, it's like, you know, Jeremiah 13, one or whatever. And like, you know, like they're, they're trying to start like a, 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 a fraternity, like a Christian fraternity on camp. Like it's insane. Um, I think like for that, I can't identify with that. You know, like I, I have problems just in general, just like solely focusing on like one system. Like, you know, like I can never just be Democrat or Republican, you know, like I was telling you this the other day, like, I think Ben Shapiro is hilarious. I think (laughs) the way he talks, like, it's really funny. I think Candace, I don't, I don't think he's right, but I can like look at a video of his and be like, Look at this guy. I'm not just like, how dare Ben Shapiro, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel the same way about like religion, you know? Like I could never just go to the church, you know, where everyone's like homogenous and one way of thought. And then like I have friends that are Jewish or, you know, um, Islam. I always forget. I think Muslim is like the name, but Islam is if you're practicing. May be wrong, but that's what I believe. I don't want to. I don't know. Yeah, but um, I have different. Fr- My point is, I just have different friends of different faiths, and like we talk about these things, and you know, I can never just be with like, um, you know what? I think you're wrong, but you know, we could still be friends. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, hey man, you know, that's you. You know, I don't. It's whatever. And another thing too is like, it is really crazy. Like when you really sit down and think about God, right? And like this entity that loves everyone and is all knowing and all loving. Like this is what makes it so fascinating to me. Cause when I unpack that, I'm like, okay, so God created the universe. Let's just think about how m- magnificent and the magnitude of that creation. Right. Cause we can see 14 billion light years away. 
And we know that on the other side of those 14 billion is even more time and like space and like the universe is always expanding. And like, you know, we had the Big Bang where everything started at one moment and then created everything. And now like uh, astrophysicists are saying, you know, we might have a big stretch where the universe might get so big to some point it tears. Right. Mm -hmm. Clearly, we won't be alive for that. But that's my point. We won't be alive for that. Right. Human beings have been on this planet for like a snap compared to this magnitude of time mm -hmm. and space and energy. So it's like, why would God care so much about human beings? You know, why would God put the onus and the emphasis on everything that we do and like our mundane lives? I'm sure that, you know, there are literally thousands, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of planets out there. Why would he care about this one small terrestrial planet with one major star that keeps everything alive to the point where he would fixate and focus on everything that we do. What do you think about that? I mean, you know, one of the classic sayings is that God is all-knowing. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if you were to put that into practice, it would make sense if he could handle everything and know everything about us, and then in another planet somewhere else, he could know every single thing about them. Mm -hmm. I think if you think about it in that way it would make perfect sense mm -hmm. i think that because it's our religion and it's our planet and that's how we feel i think we've gotten to a point where we make ourselves the special thing yeah. and not god mm -hmm. you know what i mean absolutely especially if you know a lot of people believe that things that happen in this planet are punishments like someone could look at the climate change issues, you know, like they could look at the fire in the ocean as a punishment from God because of how we've been acting. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I think I think that it's it's self-focused. That's kind of the not necessarily the issue I have with it, but like that's the thing, right? It's like as human beings and like it's not like we have another planet that's close to it or that's in our solar system that's we have mars which is terrestrial but obviously there's no life on mars and whenever we look at other galaxies that are light years away you know like we're literally looking through time by the time we got there you know everyone would be dead or they wouldn't exist yet right so what we as i feel is like human beings have done has literally put ourselves in the center of the universe mm -hmm. and we've said okay you know this is god God cares about us. God loves us unconditionally. So since God loves us and since we have his law, which is the Bible or any other biblical test, because this is really all encompassing, right? This is more so the idea of a higher power or higher powers caring so much about human beings to the point where, you know, they would care if you're if you're gay or if you, you know, all these mundane arbitrary rules that we may view as good or bad, but we don't really know what God thinks. We have this book that's been translated by version, by version, by version, by version, by version, by version, which like people are like human beings. So they'll put their own interpretation of the words and, and alter it that way. And um, I just think it's kind of insane to be like, yeah, God, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not insane to say that God loves me, right? But I think it's insane to be like, well, wouldn't God have other bigger things on his plate to worry about what I, you know, do on a Tuesday night or, you know, what I'm eating, you know, like eating meat is wrong. God says eating meat is wrong. No, no, no. God said that, you know, plant animals are here for a reason. You know, let's eat them. It's like, hey, guys, we don't know, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my mindset about the whole thing. And like, you know, when you put religion in that context with God, 
I feel like people reach a point to where they're like, let us focus on the pastor. I covered the camera. Let us focus <laughs> on the pastor. Um, let's not focus on, you know, what God is. Let's focus on what he or she says and listen to them. And when we were like thinking about this and, and talking about, you know, this idea, you had brought up a great point about like idolization. Mm-hmm, false right? idols. Yeah. Talk about that. Yeah. I mean, I think that because some people can still be uncertain, like they can be devout, but there's still, you know, a lot of unanswered questions. I think it's easier to put faith into your pastor, whoever, you know, preaches to you because they are something that you know for 100 percent fact that they are tangible, Mm -hmm. that they are someone that you can connect with, you can see, you can touch. And I think that sometimes you become so, you know, connected and involved with that person that your faith slowly starts to, you know, belong to him rather than the God that you are worshiping. I mean, there are movies about it. I mean, you can look at any cult system and most of it starts off with like this whole idea or this, you know, new belief system that people, you know, are inclined to want to be a part of, but then they really become part of it because of the person. They're worshiping the person rather than the belief or the thought. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why it can be such a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, in in some sense, because I remember growing up and like, you know, I would hear about like Catholicism, you know, because I'm not Catholic. I was raised Christian, you know, uh, and like, you know, people would be like, yeah, you know, Catholicism, it's a cult. I'd be like, oh, okay, um, that's strong. But then you really think about it, you're like, wait, wait, aren't these all cults in some way or another? You know, like Mormonism, for example, I mean, like, <laughs> I think Mormonism is funny. Um, I mean, I'm not going to disrespect people that are Mormon, but I think the, the, the story of like, um, I think it's Joseph Smith, John Smith, um, finding the gold plates in the woods and then having them translated and having to look through a box and be like, uh, hey, let, let us see it. It's like, oh, no, I can I can only read them because God told me I can read. He gave me the glass. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, that's kind of insane to think about, you know. Um, but, you know, Mormons are like notoriously very nice people, you know, and like that's their thing. But in some ways you go, well, aren't these all kind of cult like? What do you think? I mean, I've I've never grown up religious. My parents wanted me to have the choice mm. to, you know, pick something that best aligned with me and how I felt. So I can't necessarily have insight in terms of experiencing anything. You know what I mean? I think to an extent things can become that way. I think it depends on who has the most power. Mm. You know what I mean? Because it's so possible, it's so easy to abuse power once you have it. I mean, we've seen the Catholic Church do it in history. And I think it's just as easy for one person to do it in a small community. I think it really depends on the intentions of everyone involved. Okay, interesting. So that was another thing too, like growing up very Christian, where I would wonder about like, you know, people would tell me, or I would ask like, oh, what if, you know, there's this really good person who didn't grow up religious and, you know, they're like, very kind genuine kind they care about humanity they want to make this planet better but you know they didn't grow up knowing jesus or anything and like you know they never accepted jesus in their heart and the explanation that was given would be like well you know they'll go to hell like it's rough 
I'm like, what? Like, wouldn't an all-knowing, all-loving God know who this person is and give them a chance as opposed to being like, well, they didn't accept my son as their only Lord and Savior, so. Yeah, I think that's where I feel the most confused looking in Mm -hmm. because I'll never lie and say that, you know, I've read the Bible front to back. I haven't. Mm -hmm. But I know for a fact that, you know, God is supposed to be the final judge in terms of like, you know, people and their character and everything they've done. But, you know, you can look at Texas State. Like if you're a freshman, you're going to end up seeing this. But people will come. And they'll stand by the horses all day long and they'll, you know, they'll yell, they'll do their thing. Sometimes people will have calm, normal discussions. But a lot of people will just come up to you and be like, you're going to hell. You know what I mean? And I'm like, but isn't the whole point that no one else can make that decision except him? Yeah. And that's what confuses me. I've never understood it because you see so many people making their choices and, you know, telling people everyone's damning each other. And I'm like, but isn't the whole point is is that it's not our thing to decide? And like, you know, when the time comes, we'll know for certain because mm-hmm. of somebody else. That's what I've never understood. Yeah. I feel like, you know, wouldn't it be blasphemous to be doing God's job? No. Oh, I bet you that. Wouldn't it be blasphemous <laughs> for someone to do God's job for him? Yeah. That's how I feel. That's the only thing I've never understood. N- me neither. I mean, it's it's very <laughs> it's very arbitrary, you know, the nature of like judgment because like as human beings, all of our experiences are very different, right? Like a guy in Oklahoma is vastly different than a guy in Miami, and they praise the same God, but their morals may be completely different, you know. A woman in Austin, Texas, is very is most likely vastly different than a woman in. Uh, I don't know, one of a smaller county. Wyoming. Yeah, Wyoming. Yeah, like um, a Portland. You, you go an hour outside of Portland and you're in a different state, different culture. And um, these are obviously all sweeping generalizations. But my point is that what one person views as wrong is what another person doesn't view as wrong. And a lot of people use their religion to justify their bigotry and justify their opinions, right? Like personally... Uh, I don't care if people are gay. I don't care if you're trans. You know, I'm, I always try and be very respectful to people. You know, like I may, may I may make a mistake at first, you know, addressing someone's new pronouns or whatever. But like my point is that like, hey, you know, do you. It doesn't bother me. You know, like I got my own stuff going on. I'm positive you have your own stuff going on, you know. So the last thing you need is for me to be, you know, an a-hole to you pretty much. But like there are others that will be like, um, that's against God's will. How are you going to tell the creator that you're wrong or that that they're wrong? You know, like you're an abomination to God. And then, like you just said, it's like, hey, we're not supposed to judge this person. You know, in the Bible, it says love thy neighbor. And that's what it's always it's it's always been that discussion, you know, like especially like in Austin, Texas, a very liberal city in a state full of red. Right. It's like they uh, ban abortion. It's like, well, you know, some of these pro-lifers are like, well, it says this in the Bible. And then others are like, you know, like, love thy neighbor, like, don't judge or whatever. And it's just like, this is all very arbitrary. And you are you impart your own personality into your belief system. And you make that belief system work into your own personality and your own morality. Um, Mm -hmm. Where have you seen something like that? Or, you know, I mean, like, as a psychology major, there's this term confirmation bias. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, like you've said, it's been translated so many times. There are so many different interpretations of the Bible. 
I think that with confirmation bias, it's basically when you seek out information that confirms what you already think and believe. And I think it can go the same for the Bible. Like one version of the Bible may say, you know, that being gay can be wrong. But another version of the Bible doesn't mention it. You know what I mean? It's not interpreted that way. And I feel like if you have that belief, you're going to read the text that most matches that. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. Because it's uncomfortable to know to you know read something from something that you believe through and through and disagree with it. Yeah, I think it's highly uncomfortable mm-hmm. because one thing is going to have to give, and you're never going to give up the religion. You're going to have to tweak something so it's back to being comfortable for you. And people hate people hate thinking outside of the box. People hate feeling uncomfortable. Uh, people hate being like, maybe I was wrong. You know, like it, it, it's. <laughs> For it's it's lack of a better term, it's hellish. You know, it's 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 not good, and that's where I think so much like toxicity comes into religion. You know, where it's like, yeah, we don't want, you know, people used religion to justify slavery. They said, well, hey, they were the Jews were slaves. Does that mean it was wrong? Um, yeah, I mean, slavery is wrong. You know, like in an earlier apparently, don't quote me on this. I, <laughs> Because, I, I mean, I'm not – obviously, I'm not an expert, right? I'm just a guy who thinks about this type of stuff. But in an earlier translation of the Bible, that, like, famous line in Corinthians that, like, shuns uh, men being with another uh, – a man being with another man, apparently in, like, the original Hebrew, it was, like, a grown man being with a boy, mm-hmm. like, uh, against pedophilia. Now, I don't speak Hebrew, so, I mean, I don't know. Uh, but apparently it was something more like that where you go, oh, that makes sense. But then you go, oh, wait, but this is, that was centuries ago. You know, it's like, who, who knows now? And, um, you know, I, it's, it's such a crazy thing, you know, just this idea of, of God and a creator, because like on one hand, it gives people comfort, right? It's like, it is very scary to think like I'm going to die. You know, like mm-hmm. there, it, it's the, I literally cannot imagine. It's my biggest fear. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's <laughs> many people's fear. So, you know, it's like, what do we do in the, in, in, when we're afraid, we seek for comfort, you know? So we go, hey, there's a God that loves me for me. And he sent his son here to die for me, you know, as opposed to someone like, I mean, I'm like, wait, but why would God send his son to this one planet on the Milky Way galaxy to, 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 to bless everyone that believes in this one figure? And like on one hand, you know, there's God and he's like, okay, I'm going to give everyone the choice of free will to, so that way that they can prove how much I mean to them and they can prove their um, obedience to me. But on the other hand, you're like, well, wait, but God, I mean, I would have to have faith and like, you know, like I can't see you, I can't touch you. And like, there are many people that speak your word, but like they're lying, they're corrupt. You know, what am I supposed to do? And that's the dilemma with religion, and which is why I think it's so interesting because Religion has taught people how to read. It's taught people how to write. It is It is like it's benefited so many people. Like it's changed lives because like even though I I've, may have some issues with the institution of religion, there's no doubt that like some people are like, yeah, I found my thing, you know, and I'm very devout to this, you know, like um, and, the, and then there are others where like, yeah, like the church scarred me for life and they shunned me for being gay or you know, like I was born in a racist town and, you know, like even though everyone was Christian, they hated black people. And you're like, wow, you know, what a concept. Mm-hmm. And I think religion, too, like the idea of is that like 
as human beings because Stephen Hawking, he had a, a great quote, uh, I think two years before he passed away. Um, or let me not say a great quote because I, I won't quote it directly, but he discussed the idea of this and that like even though we can find the theory of everything and like know where the Big Bang and like everything can be explained in science, religion will never go away because people find it comforting, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that that is just insane, you know? Yeah, I mean, with you saying like, you know, everyone has a different experience. For some, it's the best thing that's ever happened to them. It's the most comforting thing they have. When they have nothing, they always have religion. And then other people, you know, it's ruined their perspective on it. Like, they, they can't feel close to their family. They can't do this. They can't do that. But, you know, with all the good and the bad, I think that's what makes religion so beautiful. Mm. Because I really do think that it's one of those things that it is what you make it. You know, your religious experience, your connection with whoever you believe in is exactly what you make it and it's exactly what you want it to be. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think it's, you know, since it's such a constant in everyone's lives, like whether someone is religious or not, they know someone that's religious. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that it's just beautiful. I think it's one of the most, you know, central parts of living for almost everyone i i agree and i think you you had said something that like made me really think about this in a new in a different way than i already thought because you know i was kind of just thinking about you know god as an entity that cares about human beings and you know why you know why would god care you know and you had just brought up the point of like god is as real or as fake as you as you mm -hmm. think you know? i think that your beliefs are your reality yeah like if you believe in a god then god exists in your world it's the same thing with you know if you believe that donald trump is going to save the country then you know in your mind he's saving the country if i believe that i can fly like to my core i believe that i can do that and i jump off a building for five seconds, I'm flying, and I think I'm right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Everything is exactly what you make it to be, and that's why religion is so powerful, because it's what you believe. Mm -hmm. It's it's remarkable. It like mm -hmm. it, it like you know. I just say that as an idea because I've literally thought about this for years. So I've had a lot of time to like think about it and like rationalize it. But like you know that. That along with like um, the idea of like God is, you know, what you make of it. And like if you believe God is real and you can attribute things to God, that will further your belief and, and, and so on and so on. Right. Sorry. Um, and I think, you know, that confirmation bias thing is, is very real. Um, I have just a personal anecdote like uh, when I was. 12 so this was 2013 about to be 2014 mm -hmm. um on christmas eve i almost passed away right like i i had a severe asthma attack um i it was it was it was really worrisome but i remember i was in my mom's arms and like you know i just closed my eyes and i thought i was dead like i thought i was dying um which is very insane and like I, when you experience something like that you have thoughts like i'm having about like god and the universe and everything because like you're like damn, like, you know, I was dead, you know, for all I knew. And then two days later, I wake up in the hospital and I'm like, what day is it? It's like, oh, it's December 26th. I'm like, 
holy you I know? miss Christmas ah! oh literally that was that was my th- I was so mad but um you know fortunately I was able to recover you know I'm, I'm still here um thank God you have your inhaler on deck <laughs> yeah I do yeah, she's uh, back there yeah it's right yeah. here I, I have it but um I, I just think that like oh what I was saying was like two days later um my friend his dad asked me he was like hey you know did did you have any like visions? Like, did you see angels? And I was like, uh, no, it was just dark. Like, I just, you know, I, for all I knew, like, I, I thought I was dead. And, you know, he's like, wait, so you didn't hear any, you know, carols or, you know, anything? Like, you didn't see it? I was like, no, you know, I, I didn't. And, like, you know, just searching for that, like, validation, like, mm-hmm. ah, come on. That like, you were touched by God. Yes. You... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, there's a book called Heaven is for Real. And there, there are a lot of books like that, like people like having these out of body experiences um, with like God and everything. And like, you know, you you look at those and you may read the book and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. wow, this is amazing, you know, and that may further your belief. But then you do a quick Google search and you're like, yeah, this they lied, you know, and like, yeah. it's like, yeah, this is debunked. And it's like crazy because all these different stories are like it's literally like not not wrong knowledge but like every story is different yeah you would expect there to be some form of consistency but i feel like oh i don't know i feel like it might be heartbreaking though for Mm. someone who was religious Mm. and they almost passed away and you know they probably have read at least one book like Mm. heaven is real and then for them to not experience anything i feel like that would be devastating to me Mm. because you know then I would think if I were in that position, I'd be like, okay, what's wrong with me? What what have I been doing wrong? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I guess you might have been too young. No, I mean. Or is that something that you thought about? Like if you didn't have an experience like that? No, I would say for me uh, after that experience, I mean, I was I would thank God because truth of the matter is, I mean, if my mom hadn't come upstairs when she did, I'd be dead, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, thank God, because I, I sent her a text message, and my text message just said, like, come upstairs. That was it. And, you know, my mom wasn't really drinking, you know, she and, like, she saw it right away. And then she came upstairs, and the next thing I knew, like, she walked in the room. I went in her arms, and I, I just, like, I just, like, I'm sorry. And then, like, my eyes closed, right? So after that experience, I wasn't like, oh, I didn't have an after, like, out-of-body experience. I'm just like, thank God that like there were people there like to save me, you mm-hmm. know? Cause I had to be airlifted to the hospital. Like, um, like there were people like first responders that were at the party. So they were able to like, uh, keep me like, you know, keep my lungs like, going beforehand. But like, and I didn't suffer any major brain damage, mm-hmm. you know, that was the real, like, even if I lived, like there was, I didn't have a severe lapse in oxygen going to my brain mm-hmm. to where like, you know, I was messed up, you know, cause that's what really messes up a lot of people. I know we have to go soon, but like, um, I didn't really experience like, Oh no. Like, you know, cause after the more I thought about it, I was like, Oh, well, I mean, I kind of remember that happening. You know, I remember like little glimpses and like, I would like come in and out. And like in that experience, I was like, like, thank you God. Like I'm coming. Like, you know, like, I, I'm like, I'm about to, di- I'm, about, I'm done. And I remember my mom, she was like, no, you're not, you're staying. Like, you're, <laughs> you're here. Like, you're not going anywhere. And like, uh, yeah. you know, fortunately, I'm still here. But mm-hmm. like, you know, and 
that's kind of the because and then I went to church a couple of days later and like you know the pastor had like put out an Instagram post like hey please pray for Kim while I was in the hospital which was amazing and like like you said if what you believe is your reality so to me it was like God saved me you know mm-hmm. like I yeah I you could, decided you weren't ready and, exactly to come yet. and like my mom she was praying you know as I was and she was like I've been a great mother. Like, God, you can't take this. I fulfilled my promise to you to make sure I raise my son the best I can. Mm-hmm. So it's just amazing. But if I was just like uh, an atheist or I was just like didn't believe in anything, I'd be like, that was crazy. You know? I'd ah, like, science <laughs> is amazing. I'm <laughs> yeah. still here. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, thank God for medicine. <laughs> thank God. Thank you, doctor, for medicine, you know? Um, but like, I don't know, man. I, I, I just, I think this was like a good episode just to kind of talk about these things. Hopefully... You out there listening or or, or watching, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, you know, you you thought about some of these things because it is very very fascinating, mm-hmm. you know, that this idea has literally impacted billions of people, and it's impacted people in a mm-hmm. very negative way and easiest way to way. connect to others. Yeah, it's, it's like okay, culturally, religion is like the scientific, um, equal to math. Because you know what they say, math is like the universal language of the world. I think religion is the universal connector of the world. Yeah. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we uh, we can end it there. Um, God, this is a really good episode. I really like this. Do you have fun? I always have fun with you, Kim. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you all for listening to uh, and watching Dormant Ramblings and supporting the University Star Podcast section. Um, make sure to follow us on social media at Star Podcasting. Um, my name is Kim Davis Jr. This is Carly Coon. And, and if you have a near death experience like Kim, leave it in the comments section below. Yeah, tell us about your uh, trauma. We'd love to hear and <laughs> think about it. Um, until next time. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.